Welcome to The Silver Page, a Werewolf the Apocalypse lore podcast. This podcast is set in the world of darkness, a gothic horror setting. This podcast deals with mature content and mature language. Listener discretion is advised. Now please join me by the fire, as we will tell tales of renown and dive deep into the lore and secrets of the Guru Nation. Episode 2. Tonight, we give a brief overview of the wild the Weaver, and the Worm. Move. Go. Quiet now. Think we lost them. Hopefully for good. But I doubt it. What was the thing I tossed? Oh, it was a Talon. A one-shot item containing a spirit. Used to confuse a trail for a time. Like a town like a... A healing potion in a video game. Yes, I play video games. Pretty hilarious watching a couple of lupus try and figure out FPS games. By the way, sorry about earlier. I'm Jordan. Known as Stands Before the Innocent among other guru. Nice to meet you. Well, not nice. But you get the sentiment. So, looks like we have a bit. Why am I running from a bunch of birds? Those aren't birds, kid. Those are... Okay. We have a bit, so... I guess this is a good time as any. Going to be a bit blunt, given the... Well, fucked up nature of this eve. Remember that whole warrior of Gaia thing? That really wasn't a joke. We are in a war to save reality. No, I'm not joking. Gaia, are you going to be this thick all the time? Now listen. Gaia made many different shapeshifters to serve different duties. To the Guru, she made us her warriors. And if you have warriors, then you have enemies. And over the eons, those enemies have multiplied while our numbers continue to shrink. And the other shifters... don't like us very much. Why? That's a story for another time. It's a long story, and right now we don't have the time. If we have any time at all. The thing you need to know is that that was a pack of, well, evil werewolves, for want of a better term. Well, morality is subjective, and since you are not human, you aren't really bound to human morality. To understand what is happening, you have to understand what happened before. Since we can't move from here for a bit thanks to the talent I used, I can give you a bit of background. Mind you, this isn't the whole story, and hopefully the den parent will get into it a little bit more in detail, but gotta start somewhere. Alright, so in the beginning there was maybe nothing? Maybe there was something. No one knows, or if they do know, they're keeping it to themselves. But at some point, the three great spirits, what we call the wild, the weaver, and the worm came into being. There are hundreds of stories and tales about how they came about. From Guru society to every human culture there is. And all of them are right, and, well, wrong. Each one is but a part of the whole tale, you see. Man, I need to stop hanging out with the theurgists so much. Hmm? Oh, sorry. It's been... it's been a bit. Anyways, the Wild, the Weaver, and the Worm form the Trait, or Triad, depending on who you talk to. They are the primal forces that create everything. 
Some say the spirit of Gaia is above them, others say she is equal to them, but all agree that she is not a part of them, yet she is bound to them. Gaia? Gaia is reality. She is the Earth. She is the progenitor of our world, in some views. In others, she is a construct of personification of what it means to be alive. Again, it really depends on who you talk to. But the Wild, the Weaver, and the Worm, they set forth what is. So to break it down for you, in the most general terms possible, kindergartner primer level here, okay? The Wild is raw creation, without form or reason, pure chaos. Creation for creation's sake. Absolute random madness. The realms that the wild claim are places that are not safe to linger in. From heartbeat to heartbeat, the very fabric of reality changes, and you can become a god one moment, or a roll of toilet paper the next. Closer to the home, the wild energies can be found in the untamed lands where it is tempered by the laws of reality. For us, Guru, it is believed that we are given our gnosis, the spiritual power of our being, our ability to be creatures of flesh and spirit from the wild. The tie that binds us to the spirit world and where we can most easily replenish our spiritual selves is the wild and the wild places. Want some chips? sandwich at lunch, but then I got the phone call that you needed help, and I've been tracking you down for the rest of the evening. Anyways, where was I? Right, right, right. The train. The next is the weaver. The one that gives reality its form. Some call her grandmother spider in some cultures. Most see her as a giant spider. And we use her just because it's a common term. As will I just for simplicity's sake. She is the one that spins the web that binds things, that gives the shape to the wild's creations, that locks them in a singular form until their end. She is the one that saw to it that humanity, her chosen children, were gifted, if that can be the word for it, with science, technology, and dogma, the three faces that humanity uses to understand their world. It is said that the Weaver's goal is to freeze everything, to lock all of reality so tightly in her web that nothing can ever change again. It is from her web that you get the permeance of things, the age of things, ancient stone buildings that appear to never grow old or change or very slowly decay. It is from the Weaver that we grew believe we are given our willpower, the force of personality to fight for what we believe, to push beyond our limits, to assert our faith and our beliefs into reality itself. The last of the three is the Worm, the Destroyer. 
It is he that brings destruction for the purpose of rebirth, so that the energies of what once was can be used by the wild to create again, and the weaver can give it a new form. Or, that is how it's supposed to be, how it was in the beginning. Instead, we ended up with a mess of cosmic scale. There is a belief, why we held one, that the mess we are in was caused by the weaver. This story goes that the weaver was the first of the three of the trade to gain awareness, to gain intelligence and an understanding of self, to be able to see what was around them instead of just solely functioning within the bounds of their purpose, to begin to think and reason and see cause and effect. In that moment, the weaver saw all that it had made static, all that it had given form to, being destroyed by the worm. And she went nuts. Right around the bend, bug fuck crazy insane. And when a spirit of that power goes crazy, it doesn't go well for the rest of reality. So, according to the story, the weaver spun its web in such a way as to trap the worm, which, predictably, drove the worm insane, as it could no longer do its duty, upending the balance and sending reality into a slow, eons-long death spiral, one that has been going on for longer than written history. And the worm's insanity turned from a destruction by cleansing to corruption, to decay, to everything you see around you. The levels of violence, the corruption of political leaders, the fact that only a handful of people seem to give a damn when a whole tanker truck full of radioactive waste is spilled into a city's drinking supply. All of it is due to the worm's madness. From the worm it is said that we grew gain our rage, the power of primal destruction, as well as our curse. Now I said that is a widely held belief. I see things a bit differently, but then again, everybody does. Few others also agree with me. My take on it is this. In all the tellings, no one speaks of the wild gaining awareness. And I find that odd. Because innovation and creation is the wild's area. So if consciousness is going to come about, why was the being that is the prime example of stasis, of static reality that is the one to gain consciousness first? when the wild is all about creation and constant change, of flux itself. So me and a few others think the wild actually became aware first. And, as they say nowadays, fuck around and find out what would happen if the weaver suddenly was changed. But that is the fundamental essence of the wild. Change. Which would lead to a whole domino effect. But, Again, this isn't the accepted wisdom, but it is something some of us do speak about. Again, every story about the creation of reality is both right and wrong, but however it happened, we've ended up where we are now. The worm's madness spawned other madness to force its way somewhat out of the weaver's web. The worm had to break itself. It broke itself into what we call the Kratric Worm. The first of these three is the Beast of War, or, as it is also known as, the Worm of Calamity. 
a being of senseless rage. It is believed by us Baru that our uncontrolled frenzies, like what happened to you a few hours ago, is linked to the beast. It is the corrupted mirror of the wilds, creative chaos, instead it is nothing more than chaotic destruction. The next of the three is the Eater of Souls, the Worm of Consumption. The progenitor of the bottomless hunger of greed, lust, and gluttony. It is the reflection of the Weaver, but instead of being permanence, it is all about consumption. About just devouring everything for the sake of devourment. The Eater of Souls actually manifested in our world once, and led to one of the greatest tragedies of the nation. But that is a story for another time. The last of the three is the Defiler One. The Worm of Corruption. <sighs> oh yeah, that one pisses me off the most. It and I are old enemies. It is the aspect that is about destruction from within. The false reflection of the original worm but more about the decay of the spiritual, of the heart, and the soul. And I fight that son of a bitch every damn day. Every case of abuse, every child left broken and bleeding can be laid at the feet of that monster. <sighs> Sorry. Push my own button there. Let's just say I've made it my personal mission to fight that fucker and leave it at that for now. But, even those three aspects of the worm weren't enough to break the worm free of its imprisonment. It broke again into what we call the Urge Worms. The majority are best summed up as the seven deadly sins. Lust, greed, gluttony, pride, Envy, Sloth, and Wrath. And below them are the Elemental Worms, corruptions of the corresponding elements. And from Urges and the Elements, we get Danes, the least of the spiritual servants of the Worm, that drive much of the world's sorrow. They can grow in places of corruption, oil refineries that violate every regulation, hospitals that put profits over people, even the petty abuses that someone keeps upon a poor sales clerk is potentially tied to the Banes, and yet that isn't the worst of it. <sighs> a long time ago there was a tribe of werewolves, of Guru. What are the tribes? Gaia willing, that will be up to the den parent to explain, but that isn't what we're talking about. It is why we are here in this falling apart warehouse with a bunch of, well, birds chasing us. They were called the White Howlers, under the totem of Lion. Their mortal kinfolk were the Picts, a once proud people that lived on the British Isles in the Northern Moors. The White Howlers, in their arrogance, figured that the best way to fight the worm was with the worm's own tools. So they went deep into the realms of the worm, deep into the earth and the spirit world, the Umbra to claim the worm's knowledge and powers, and in the end, it damned them and fucked us. They fell to the worm's corruption. In the process, they walked what is known as the Black Spiral, a maze at the heart of the worm's realm. 
but it happened so slowly that none of the rest of the nation noticed until they were gone. They had become the Black Spiral Dancers. And that is why those bird calls freak me the fuck out. That is a pack of spirals. Of BSDs, as we call them. Under the totem of Whippoorwill. A totem that tends to enjoy using its packs to track down cubs that haven't been brought into the nation's fold. Like... you. So yeah. We are in a bit of a situation, kid. It is you and me up against at least three spirals under a totem that wants your ass. Now, I'm pretty good in a fight, but you are pretty much useless right now. I'm going to do my best to get you out of this, but it's going to get dicey before dawn. And as I said before, the rest of the sept is dealing with other problems along with my pack. And I begin to wonder if those other problems... Oh, nothing. Just a thought. I stopped believing in coincidences years ago. Something to think about. I'm going to have to talk to the Alpha about this. Okay. You best try to get some sleep, kid. You won't get much of a nap, but take it while you can. I'll keep an eye out. Silver Page is written and performed by Christian Keller. Werewolf the Apocalypse is part of the World of Darkness storyteller system, owned and copyrighted by Paradox Interactive. The opening wolf audio is Horse of the Wolves from the National Park Service Yellowstone Audio Collection. Silver Page can be reached at silverpagepodcast at gmail.com. That is silverpagepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com.